0: Today's reading is from Proverbs chapter 26, verses 1 to 12. Like snow in summer or rain in harvest, honour is not fitting for a fool. Like a fluttering sparrow or a darting swallow, an undeserved curse does not come to rest. A whip for the horse, a bridle for the donkey, and a rod for the back of fools. Do not answer a fool according to his folly, or you yourself will be just like him. Answer a fool according to his folly, or he will be wise in his own eyes. Sending a message by the hands of a fool is like cutting off one's feet or drinking poison. Like the useless legs of one who is lame is a proverb in the mouth of a fool. Like tying a stone in a sling is the giving of honour to the fool. Like a thorn bush in a drunkard's hand is a proverb in the mouth of a fool. Like an archer who wounds at random is one who hires a fool or any passerby. As a dog returns to its vomit, so fools repeat their folly. Do you see a person wise in their own eyes? There is more hope for a fool than for them this is the word of the lord thanks be to god
1: uh now i've had an operating um kind of definition for wisdom i've said that wisdom is to recognize reality does anyone remember the rest of that because that's only half of it to recognize reality and yeah to live according to it to live in harmony with it according to it same idea that's all right i'm certainly not gonna just Certainly not going to disagree with my wife um, between the difference between, because that would be foolish, wouldn't it? Um, to recognize reality and to live according to it, to live in harmony with it, um, you could choose. <laughs> but it's important you get those both things right. It's no good just to recognize reality uh, and then to do whatever you like. In fact, that is the definition of folly. Um, and so, uh, this morning, we're going to meet the fool and this, this character, and you'll notice there will be some slides that pop up on the, um, on the screen. Uh, some of you will be lamenting the fact that the screen looks as dim as it does, and some of you may even be aware that uh, recently, uh, the church was able to purchase a new data projector. Um, and we were able to purchase it at a significant, uh, significantly reduced rate due to someone who's part of this church and who was generous in being able to... Uh, coordinate that purchase so the machine that we've got we paid enough for but it's worth a lot more and it's and it's a lot bigger than that one that's up there um in fact it's about three times the size and it's a lot it uh, it weighs maybe three or four times the amount that that white one um, and what I'm about to show you would look so much better if if I had the other data projector up um but I don't um. But it, but it was up for a time, and um, we put it on the bracket that was up there, and in order to do that, um, we've got a ladder, you know, A-frame ladder that goes there, and yesterday, uh, I needed to take, uh, to take it back up again, I was on my own, and I thought, I can do this, anyone can do that. Um, and uh, and you, you walk up that A-frame ladder, and there's that little sticker, you know, that says, you know, to stand beyond this point, you know, may cause, you know, whatever it says, you know, it's dangerous, or so, I don't know, I've never read it, actually. But I went past that and um, and I had it just kind of nestled on my shoulder above as I got to the top and then positioned it and then um, there's some hooks, you've got to kind of lift it up and because of the way the stage is, you've actually got to have the ladder back a bit and so you've actually got to reach out in front and I got to a point where I realised uh, what a fool I was. Um, I was stuck there for about 10 minutes and I kid you not, it was terrifying uh, and so um well, the good news—I noticed Luke actually moved across, <laughs> which is really smart. I—I um, uh, I, I managed to get myself down. And I put the old machine back up, and uh, and I'm, you know, and it's holding doing all right. But it's nowhere near as bright. And so when I show you a picture like this, I don't know if you can see this, but this would have been really helpful yesterday. It's a bloke who needs a scaffold. He doesn't have one, but he's got a mate who just bends over and becomes the scaffold. Now you could have seen that if only I could have you know, pulled off the feet and put the data projector up. Of course, there's other people who try and do amazingly foolish things. What you can't see is probably the ground that's many, many hundreds of feet below this fellow who's hanging off that. This one, I don't know if you can see either, but it's some guys in a pool, they're having a drink, and I don't know why they need electricity at the table in the middle, but they've run some electricity across, and they've got the board, but they need to keep it afloat, so they've used their thongs. (laughs) Perfect. I mean, that's okay, isn't it? What's wrong with that? And then this one's also, you know, very difficult to see. There's a guy who's found a very cute little bear, and he's, look what I've found. I've found a very cute little bear, and in the shadows behind is mum, uh, would have looked better, would have looked so much better if I would have pulled off putting up the data projector and um, and here's the guy, I don't know if you can see this, there's a guy jumping into the pool, it looks like he's going to have a great time except he's diving into the shallow end and as often happens there's a lot of noise in the shallow end of the pool, isn't there? And there's about to be a man who's about to scream uh, with a whole lot of pain because these people and myself yesterday were a great example of what it is to uh, to not recognise reality or not and to not live in harmony with it. And that is uh, the definition of what folly looks like. Um, But in fact, the the Bible has a lot to teach us about the fool. It doesn't just have one category and actually say that the fool is someone who is somehow mentally deficient. Um, It it is more than that. Um, In fact, what Proverbs does is it actually uses an interesting teaching technique, which is to teach you the positive aspect. It'll teach you what wisdom looks like, and then it'll flip it and say, if you want to know with clarity what wisdom looks like, you see it in contrast to the full. And so you get the positive and you get the negative. Daniel, uh, a few weeks ago, introduced us to the story that the book of Proverbs is telling us. That you have a father who through the book of Proverbs is instructing his son, his child, uh, in the way of wisdom. And he lays before his child two pathways. And he says you could track down the way of wisdom or the way of folly. And then he personifies those two pathways to lady wisdom and madam folly. And in the first ten chapters or nine chapters of the book of Proverbs, you meet these two characters, lady wisdom, madam folly. And the father is repeatedly saying to his son, be very careful. Choose carefully who you will give your heart to or what your steps will take, which path it will follow. And so Proverbs works by holding out the positive and says, go the way of wisdom. But then it flips it and it says, be very careful. So right at the beginning of Proverbs, chapter one and verse two and three, it tells you that Proverbs will indeed impart wisdom. But then immediately it says, it's also going to give prudence to the simple. And so this morning, can you please think of Proverbs like a loving parent who's wise with years of insights and that parent is locking eyes with you and is inviting you to choose wisdom and to reject folly. And in order to reject folly, Proverbs says you really need to know what the fool looks like. You need to meet that character and engage with them. You need to see what they are like. And so that's what we're going to do. And so, keep in mind um, this, that as we consider the fool, it's the flip on what it is to be wise. If you want to be wise, don't be the fool. Uh, In fact, Proverbs actually uses several words when it wants to describe the fool. Picks it up in different ways and sometimes, some of the ways that it's been summarised in the past is to say that you can actually categorise it into this category of the simple. There are a number of Proverbs that address those who are simple there are, then it escalates, it seems, to the fool and then to the scoffer. The simple is the one who is able to be led easily astray. They could be seduced and deceived. The, the fool graduates from being easily led and empty-headed to being wrong-headed. See, the, the fool in that category isn't just that they've not got all, you know, the kind of there's, there's stuff missing in the top paddock and all It's not that. It's that they are morally twisted, deficient. And the the scoffer, like the fool, has all of those categoristics and uh, as well is unteachable, but openly mocks God and God's wisdom. And not only does he openly mock God and his wisdom, he will teach others to do the same. He'll lead others into folly or she'll lead others into folly. Kidner, who writes a commentary on Proverbs, says that the scoffer, impresses the impressionable. See, perhaps what we're meant to see as you move through the book of Proverbs and you meet these different characters of fools, these identifications are actually the escalating trajectory that a person takes when they abandon wisdom and they embrace folly. From the simple to the fool to the scoffer. The, the, the primary word that Proverbs uses to describe the, word, the, the fool is the most frequent word if you like, is actually an adjective and it means uh, the one who hates wisdom. It's just the opposite of it. See, to be the fool, says Proverbs, isn't to be silly. It's not to be clown-like or clumsy. So, don't think in intellectual categories and capacities but you realise that the fool is the one who despises wisdom and morality. The fool despises wisdom and walks in folly. So, the the fool then has more to do with morality. It's not that they lack the mental powers, they misuse them. And all of us will do that from time to time, maybe all the time. In fact, another thing to know as, as we launch into this is to know that the fool is the person who casts off the fear of the Lord. They let go of that. They think and they act as if they can safely disregard God's patterns and principles. Those things that God has laid down and established, the fool says no. They write their own rule book and they define their own truth. So keep all this in mind, for the fool will choose to disregard God and his wisdom. And so I wonder as we come to the book of Proverbs, would you like to meet the fool? It's not a picture of Travis, so pass that on. Could be, some days I suspect. But here it is, The fool, well as much as it could be whoever laughed, you two <laughs> and me, as we'll see. But here it is, the fool, as you meet the fool, they have a trust issue. Uh, Proverbs 12 verse 15, the way of fools seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice. In their own eyes, the fool can do no wrong. They've got it all together. But, But the fool, see, has a trust issue because the fool misplaces their trust and puts it in themselves. Proverbs 28, verse 6. Those who trust in themselves are fools, but those who walk in wisdom are kept safe. The the great folly of trusting in yourself. And and of course, we should know that Proverbs, right from the beginning, has had something to say about what you're meant to trust in. If you're not meant to trust in yourself, what does Proverbs tell? What does the father tell his son he's to do? In Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, who are you to trust in? Well, you trust in the Lord, don't you? With all of your heart. And you're to lean not on your own understanding because that would be foolish. But in all your ways, submit to the Lord and the Lord will make your paths straight. See, see the fool has a trust issue. They misplace their trust and they trust in themselves and they don't trust in the Lord with all of their heart. So as you meet the fool, one of the first things we notice, they have a trust issue. But not only a trust issue, they have a hearing problem. And uh, immediately I kind of go, 40-year-old or mid-40-year-old male. I mean, who doesn't have a, a hearing problem? I mean, Everyone with a hearing problem? Whoop, whoop. See? No one. Because none of you heard, right? That's a problem, isn't it? Right? It's exactly right. So the, but the fool is a lot like that. Can't hear. Just just. Well, it's not quite that they've got a deficiency kind of physically. Proverbs 1 verse 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction, that they will not hear the truth as it's given to them. They in fact despise it, they don't want it to come into their ears, no matter the source of it. So Proverbs 15 verse 5 tells you that a fool spurns even a parent's discipline, but whoever heeds correction shows prudence. It's a beautiful picture there except when it's rejected. So here's this loving parent that I invited you to think of the, the book of Proverbs being, and, and as, the, as the wisdom comes, you go, no, 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 I despise it. I don't want to hear it. Get away. I'm going to write my own rule book. And Proverbs says, well, what a foolish thing to do. The people that know you best, love you most, have some wisdom of years behind them. They're, they're seeking to discipline you and correct you, and you spurn that. Ah, but if you were to heed that correction, that would be wise. That would be prudent. Proverbs 18 verse 2, a fool finds no pleasure in understanding but delights in airing their own opinions. (laughs) Have you ever done this? Um, I, 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 I I suspect I still do this all the time but I remember this very, very painfully from when I was about 17 to about 21 years of age. I knew everything about any topic. You could invite me to any dinner party, any conversation, politics, global, whatever. I knew it all. You know, oh yes, blah blah. And then I, it was amazing how much I forgot when I matured just a little bit more. Um, but, but you know, the delight in just airing your own opinions, but actually not gaining the knowledge and the understanding. Well, there's the fool for you. They'll tell you what they know, but what they know, well, who knows if that's wise. Proverbs 18 verse 13, they answer before listening and that is folly and shame. Now that, that's the great problem, is before even hearing and thinking and listening, out comes the response. See, see their ears don't hear, they have a hearing problem. Proverbs 12 verse 23, see the prudent keep their knowledge to themselves but a fool heart, fool's heart blurts out folly. Fools know what they know, and soon everyone knows what they know. And here's the saddest fact of all is that apparently, because of this hearing deficiency, it is often a waste of energy trying to share wisdom with a fool. So, Proverbs 23, verse 9 Do not speak to fools, for they will scorn your prudent words. Sometimes, your words are wasted on a fool or sometimes others who are seeking to guide you, they're wasting their time and they'd be wiser to walk away from you or you'd be wiser to walk away from the fool because the fool has a hearing problem. They are deaf to instruction and that is lacking in wisdom. But the fool has more. They have a behavioural problem. Have I done this already? No, there it is. They have a behavioural problem. Good. And that is that they cannot uh, be disciplined. So Proverbs uh, tells us that whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but whoever hates correction is stupid. That's a terrible picture, isn't it, that? But see, when you look at the the fool, here they are, if you were to want to guide a horse or if you wanted to lead a donkey, you could use the whip or the bridle. But what would it take for a fool? A rod. You have to beat some sense into it, it would seem to suggest. And they are unlikely to respond. Proverbs 17, verse 10. A rebuke impresses a discerning person. More than a hundred lashes for a fool. They could take a beating and they'd walk away and go, huh? But, but, but the person who's wise is actually thankful, impressed, welcomes the rebuke. See, the the big problem is is that the fool, their behavioural problems means that they cannot be disciplined. Whoever loves discipline, loves knowledge, but whoever hates correction is stupid. It's a very strong way of putting it, isn't it? But how do you respond to correction as it comes? Because none of us actually acquired wisdom just out of the air. It actually came through in the instruction that comes from a God who knows and creates and from those that he's placed around us. Do you invite that? Do you love it? Do you welcome the knowledge and the insight that it brings? Or are you hostile to it? Well, Proverbs reserves the strongest term to say, you are without insight, you are stupid. But know this as well, not only does the fool have a behavioural problem, not only is there a hearing problem, not only a trust issue, the fool's impulsive. The fool is the one who will vent all of their feelings straight away. Proverbs 29, 11. The fool gives full vent to their rage, but the wise bring calm in the end. Proverbs 14 verse 29, whoever is patient has great understanding, but one who is quick-tempered displays folly. They're off like that. You'll seldom have to wait long or wonder what a fool is thinking or how they're feeling. Proverbs 12 verse 16, the fool shows their annoyance at once, but the prudent can overlook an insult. Have you seen a fool who's impulsive? Have you also recognized that the fool finds evil magnetic? They're drawn to it. Proverbs chapter 10 verse 23 says that evil is somehow entertainment or desirable. The fool finds pleasure in wicked schemes, but a person of understanding delights in wisdom. There's something alluring and attractive And to the fool, sin isn't a problem in need of solution. Proverbs 14 verse 9, a fool mocks at making amends for sin. But goodwill is found among the upright. See, imagine that. Here's this activity, here's this folly, and they're saying, this is terrific. As if I'm going to change anything, just mocks the idea of it. No need to amend for sin. Proverbs 14 verse 6 here you see our two characters, the fool and wisdom, side by side. The wise fear the Lord and they shun evil, not entertained by it, think that sin needs to be dealt with but the fool is hot headed and yet feels secure, will do whatever they like and thinks that there's not a problem in the world and yet they have walked beyond the warning sign and climbed too high. They are teetering in a very insecure place and yet they feel as safe as anything. And part of that is because the fool gets stuck in the moment. This is one of the sad factors. As we move through the book of Proverbs, you realise that it's very hard to rehabilitate a fool. Proverbs chapter 27 verse 22 Though you grind a fool in a mortar, grind them like grain with a pestle, you will not remove their folly from them. That's graphics, isn't it? You get the pestle and you're... you, and goes waste of time. You will not remove their folly from them. Why? Because they embrace so tightly to folly. They hold fast to what they want and they do not want to let go. Proverbs 13, verse 19. A longing fulfilled is sweet to the soul, but fools detest turning from evil. And so then you come to the graphic image that was read for us a moment ago in Proverbs 26, verse 11. That the fool is like your puppy dog. And you've seen them do this. I threatened to kind of mimic it, but um, I'm worried of the outcome. Might be foolish to pretend to vomit in front of you all, and but that's the problem, isn't it? You see a dog, and up oh, at, better not do it. And you think, poor little thing, it's crook as anything. Of course, you want that out of there. Good. Oh, finally, it's vomited, and now it can get on with its life. That's how I feel about it. When whenever I've needed to vomit, you feel so much better, and off you go with the rest of your day. Right. Oh, but not the dog, it can, <laughs> up it comes, and then you think, oh, off you go with the rest of the day, and it kind of totals up, and it goes, oh, wait a minute, what's that smell? And up <laughs> it comes back. ridiculous, isn't it? <laughs> it's the stupidest thing you could possibly imagine. But that's what dogs do, and that's what fools do, says God. No, no sooner has this thing been ejected that they kind of go, oh, here we go again, around and around and around. See, so, so it, it, it's a tragic picture, isn't it, that to get stuck in a moment like that. And just think about it as well. When you see your dog vomit up, what's your immediate response when it turns back and starts to lap at it? You'll run in, you'll like no, 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 you want to stop that thing, right? Immediately you recognize the stupidity of it, or at least I hope you do. And certainly if you saw a fool continuing to repeat their folly day after day and year after year or if we see it in ourselves, don't we think that it would be great wisdom to stop the activity? And yet, it's one of the tragedies of the fool, says God's Word. Because the other thing that God's Word wants to tell you, I've mentioned it already, is that folly is seductive. It's enticing and that's why. It's because the dog actually likes the smell, like terrible things. It's because we like the smell. We're drawn to it. Foolishness is seductive. So in the beginning of the book of Proverbs, in those first nine chapters, you meet the two women, Lady Wisdom, Madam Folly, and they both bring their call. And in Proverbs chapter 9, you get a summary of Folly's call. It's a picture of a woman. It's a picture of a, a woman who's a prostitute, in fact. She's described in verse 13 as an unruly woman. This is what folly looks like. She's not like Lady Wisdom who's beautiful and generous in her invitation. But folly is an unruly woman. She is simple and knows nothing. She sits at the door of her house on a seat at the highest point of the city calling out to all those who would pass by who go straight on their way. So you picture this. This is the call of folly. This is the aroma of it. And you can smell it because it's, it's, it's emitted from the highest point in the city. It's there for Everyone. And what does, what does folly sound like? What does it say? It says, let all who are simple come to my house. To those who have no sense, she says, stolen water is sweet. Food eaten in secret, it's delicious, isn't it? Stolen things, you got it for nothing? How good is that? And in secret, no one saw you doing it. It's terrific. But little do they know that the dead are there and her guests are deep in the realm of the dead. It's a terrible picture, in fact. Next week, Richard Milligan, who's one of our link missionaries uh, from Ningan, is going to be here and he's going to be preaching and uh, picking up on Wisdom's Call, the, the town crier who, who lovingly brings this call to Wisdom. So you'll, you'll meet more of Lady Wisdom and her generous invitation next week, but for now, think about The fool. How seductive the call to folly is and the the deficiencies of trust and the hearing problem and the lack of rehabilitation and I wonder have you have you met the character of the fool as you've moved through your life have you come across them have you had to ever deal with that kind of a fool that proverbs describes it's hard isn't it what do you do Proverbs chapter 26 verses 4 and 5 gives you advice. It says, do not answer a fool according to his folly or you yourself will be just like him. So do that. Don't answer them. Then the very next verse says what you should do. Answer a fool according to his folly or he will be wise in his own eyes. You go, (laughs) oh, wait wait a minute. You said don't. Now you say do. How how am I supposed to respond to fools in my life? Don't answer them, verse 4. Verse 5, answer them. And at that point, you you feel like Proverbs sounds contradictory. But the truth is, Proverbs actually at this point sounds real and realistic. Sometimes, and and you'll be able to think of times like this, engaging with someone who is foolish is foolish. You'll end up playing the same game that they are trapped in and so don't answer. You'll be drawn in. According to their folly, don't, don't play the game, walk away. But at other times, it will be essential to contend for the truth and to contend for wisdom. And if the folly of the fool is to continue, well, that would be devastating, so it needs to be challenged. You need to stand for truth, lest others think, or the fool thinks, that they are wise. So, it'll be situationally dependent. And if you want to explore, actually, a really interesting case study on this concept, go and read 2 Corinthians chapter 11 And I've got verse 66 following, I think it's 16 and following, that can't be right. 2 Corinthians 11, 16 and following. And there you hear Paul and he actually does this exact proverb, plays both sides of the argument as he talks about his foolishness and the foolishness of the church in Corinth. Sometimes it'll be right to not answer and sometimes it'll be right to answer the fool when you meet them in your life. But but I wonder, actually more to the point, have you found the fool in the mirror? How often does that happen? Well, wisdom's advice, the loving parent looks out to you and says, you ought to deal decisively with the fool. You ought to choose continually the alternate path and trust not in yourself but in the Lord. And you ought to be motivated with this thought when you see the contrast between the wise and the fool. Proverbs 3.35 The wise inherit honour, but fools get only shame. For all the parts where you look and think, no, 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 but those who are living for themselves and doing what they want, they seem to be rising, they seem to be ascending. The Bible says there's another perspective onto all of this. The wise, those that fear the Lord, inherit honour, but fools get only shame that same idea is picked up by Paul actually in 1 Corinthians when he addresses the, the church there again and where they're caught up with the idea of intellect and power and strength and the rest he wants to challenge it all and in verse in chapter 1 and verse 20 he says where is the wise person where's the teacher of the law where's the philosopher of this age has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world hasn't he inverted all of that For since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not know him. God was pleased through the foolishness of what was preached to save those who believed. What's Paul saying? The world thought that it was on top and winning and knew everything. And when God sent his son into the world, it looks like the foolish thing, most foolish thing ever. It looks like a terrible defeat. But through that terrible defeat and the foolishness of the cross, God demonstrates his wisdom. And then he goes to actually play it out in the lives of his audience. He says, to the Jews and to the Greeks that are gathered before him, he says, the Jews, they look for things that are powerful. And you can see, the Jews, they demand signs. And the Greeks, they look for wisdom. It's all about the mind. But we preach Christ crucified, which is a stumbling block to the Jews. And it is foolishness to the Gentiles. But to those whom God has called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God, and the wisdom of God. He's what both the Jews were looking for and what the Gentiles were looking for. They say it's foolishness, and God says, no, it's all inverted. It's his wisdom, and it's his power, and the cross is stronger than you could possibly imagine, and what looks like defeat is victory. Why? Because the foolishness of God, the cross, is wiser than human wisdom. And the weakness of God is stronger than human strength. So when God looks at his weakest and most foolish, when you see him despised and rejected and hung up to die on a cross, God says there's wisdom and there's strength. It's powerful. And if you want to follow the way of folly and of this world, and of trusting not in the provision that God has made, then you are a fool, and you'll inherit only shame. But those who are wise, inherit honour. So hold fast in wisdom to the fear of the Lord, trusting in Him with all of your heart, leading not on your own understanding, but in all of your ways, acknowledging Him And you won't be a fool. There's that famous quote quote by Elizabeth Elliot that was made in reference to her husband Jim Elliot who was criticised for the folly of seeking to take the gospel to South America and I think it was in 1956 he along with his companions were slaughtered and people said what a waste he was this intelligent man with so much potential and then cut off what a foolish act and she says he is no fool if he would choose to give the thing he cannot keep to buy what he can never lose he cannot keep his life but God has actually given him the thing that this world can't take away and he is no fool. So to see the treasure in one's soul that far outshines the brightest, brightest gold, he is no fool. As believers in God, as those who trust in Jesus Christ, the criticism has always been foolish. Ever more so, even now. But recognize the reality of what wisdom looks like. And the character of the fool. And if you see yourself in the mirror as you look at the fool, wisdom is advice. Choose continually and carefully the way of wisdom.